The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore, with hosts Jesse Dollamore and Brittany Page, a podcast dedicated to free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Happy early episode, everybody. This is episode 76, November 26, 2014. I doubt it with Dollamore. I am your host, your ever thankful host, Jesse Dollamore. And also sitting thankfully across from me is my lovely co-host, Brittany Page. Here I am. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't talk about my my yawning or whatever I'm doing while you're talking like you usually do. Well, this is the the positive, profanity-free episode. Our American Thanksgiving episode right. of the show. So and Bill Cosby-free episode. That's right. Mm-hmm. All of those items are going to be conspicuously absent yeah. from this particular episode of the show. You're looking for the news. There's none to be had here except for uplifting news. That uplifting news. That's right. Yep. And it's good. It yeah. Actually, it's been a fun thing to kind of explore and put together. It's going to be very abbreviated. I, I have no idea. Our show is one that we don't really, we don't time out. I usually don't have any idea how long it's going to be because we just, we kind of flip on the mics and let happen what happens. Right. Does that make any sense? It does. So Lots of sense. So we, wow. Look at this. This is positive. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I kind of like this vibe going uh-huh. on here. Yeah. Me no, too. Not adversarial. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, get you better not get used to it because <laughs> come next time, I'm back to where I usually am. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So tomorrow, today is Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving in America. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling you. I'm telling the audience. Oh, well, I think it's good information for me to ag- know as well. Are you just agreeing with me that it is indeed Thanksgiving tomorrow? I'm just <laughs> I'm just being optimistic for you. Okay, I'm well, appreciating because I know that you're saying in America for those listeners that are not in America. That's right. And there is a lot of lore surrounding the holiday. We won't get into the controversies because we're being positive today. Right. Thanksgiving is my... Probably my favorite holiday. And I say probably because I haven't really given it much thought. But on its face, it's filled with food and friends and family and love and giving thanks for for that which you have. And food. And lots of food. Which is the most important part. And for those of you who have not stalked my Instagram feed or my Facebook page, and I'm sure there are some who have not. I'm sure there's a lot who have. But... I I love to cook. I love food. Yes. As evidenced by my girth and my my rosy-cheeked complexion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love to eat right. so said food. Brittany and I have a nice... There's a nice symbiosis created relative to my cooking because she doesn't cook. No. But 
if any of you have cooked or watched someone cook in a kitchen, a sizable mess often gets made. Right. Especially when you're like me and you don't mind using six pans to cook one thing. Okay, well, especially when you aren't the one that's cleaning. Well, that's... that's See, people who cook and don't clean will use as many pans as they want. They'll throw their I, salt hey, hey, around hey, all hey, over the counter. I thought we were keeping this positive. Oh, sorry. See, well, I'd start getting riled up. It. Well, see, that's the symbiosis that is created by the way we work together is I cook mm-hmm. and sometimes a mess gets made, sometimes not. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, uh, as I as I cook, it gets cleaned as I go because that's your duty is to clean. <laughs> it is my duty. Yes. Well, the other part of your duty is to eat that which I cook. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm yeah, not, you are. No, you are. No, we're trying to keep this positive. I'm being positive. I love to clean, so it's not a problem. I well, really I what, do love to clean. For the audience, we can guarantee it will be profanity-free. Maybe we won't guarantee necessarily that it'll be positive. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I wish I had my cricket sound effect right now. <laughs> so anyway, American Thanksgiving. We love the holiday. We're very much looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have some friends over some classmates of Brittany who are attending graduate school with her, and it's going to be a good time. Yes. In the meantime, prior to that, and before we play all of our listeners' submissions, we are going to hit you with a few news stories that encapsulate thankfulness and positivity to kind of ring true with the, the, the theme and the spirit of this particular episode. So first we're going to open with a hundred-year-old woman who gets to see the ocean for the very first time. Yeah, apparently she was playing with some friends at the facility in which she lives, and she told them she had never been to the ocean. And so she was encouraged to enter this wish-of-a-lifetime contest. And That's she... a heck of a wish, if you're making a wish for the wish-of-a-lifetime when you're a hundred years old. It's going to be a doozy, right? Apparently not, because it was just to go to the ocean. Well, that's that could be a big deal if you're, you know, a hundred years old and you haven't seen the ocean yet. For sure, and so she's going to be a hundred and one on December thirteenth. Wow! And she's never been to the ocean. So the prize that she entered to win is a three night stay in a beachfront room along the Gulf of Mexico in Orange Beach, Alabama. Hmm. She won. It's awesome. Yeah. And she made the six-hour trip there earlier this week to start realizing her dream. So she really lived in the middle of the country. Apparently, yes. Yeah. And since she has been there, she's been enjoying eating seafood on the shore, watching dolphins and pelicans frolic in the water, and she's even been exploring the beach in her wheelchair, which is equipped with heavy-duty sand wheels. (laughs) So they really... they. Obviously, she won the contest. Yeah. So what I think is interesting about this, and it's it's something that just came to mind, it's as you get older, as a person gets older, I can only speak for myself, as I've gotten older, I have become more able or willing, maybe, to appreciate certain things. You know, if you're 15, you don't really appreciate the some of the things that are around you. And then when you're 30, I think you appreciate more, but not quite as much as you get more and more into age. So a hundred or a hundred year old, a hundred and one year old woman, just imagine the amount that she's able to appreciate. Right. So she has never seen the ocean. And so the little things like eating seafood on the beach, 
probably means an immense amount more to her right than it would even even for me or you yeah i mean that's i just it's super it's awesome yeah and she was interviewed she said that she enjoys traveling but she spent most of her life picking cotton in rural tennessee mm. and she had four kids and a husband who worked a lot so she just never really had time for herself i guess right. or time to travel so she was able to do that now she was born like a year after the Titanic sank. I mean, that's that's a long time ago. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, obviously, it's 100 years ago, but... Yeah. <laughs> the, the ability to fly to an airplane had only been realized just a few years prior to that. So, I mean, she... Flight was a brand new thing when she was born. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. So, well, good for her. That's, that's super, uh, super good. Yeah. Next story, uh, there's a woman was buried in a snowstorm in her car, and anyway, it's just, it's it's a touching story. Go ahead. Karen Rossi got stuck in a snowbank while driving home from work at 3 a.m. Tuesday. This was in Buffalo. They just yeah. had that giant snowstorm. They got a year's worth of snow overnight. They, they normally get about six to eight feet over the course of a year, or I guess it would be three months since... Right. You don't get snow in the middle of, of the fall or the well, they got in the middle of the fall this time. Right. But they normally get about six to eight feet in a year and they got eight feet, six to eight feet overnight, which they had to move the NFL football game. They postponed it from Sunday until Monday. That's how you know it's serious. Well, I mean, NFL is a multi billion dollar industry. It's that's a big deal. I know, I forget people care about it. So she <laughs> So it's a tremendous amount of snow. If you if you look at some of the photos if you just, I, what would you Google? Buffalo, New York blizzard. And there are insane pictures of how much snow fell overnight. So she got stuck in a snowbank and then a plow jammed her further into the snowbank. I'm, I'm not sure how that happened. Maybe they just didn't see her car because she was so covered in snow. Well, and... a lot of times what happens, and when I lived in D.C., this happened all the time, when it would snow or rain heavily or whatever, people freak out and they abandon their cars. Because oh, they okay. get stuck or whatever. So a, a plow may have just not known someone was in the car. And they, right. keep, they keep plowing snow over the car. And it becomes a, a dangerous situation if someone's in it. Right. So she said the snow just kept coming and coming and, and buried her completely. And she said she felt like she was underground buried in a casket. And she became so distraught at this point that she started writing goodbye letters to her kids. Wow. And then she had kind of a moment of realization and dug a path through the wind, through the snow. Yeah. And she obviously rolled down her window, dug a path through the snow. She had a red hairbrush in her car and she was able to get through the top of the snow just with her arm and waved the hairbrush around for hours. And her arm would get sore, she said, but that she just kept waving it because it was her only yeah. way to get saved. And this happened starting at 3 a.m. So this is super early in the morning. Not many people are driving by, but eventually someone did see the hairbrush and, got, and got her out of the snow. Wow. Yeah. That, so. Well, just imagine the terror. That's a weird progression you must go through where you've resigned that this is probably it and i need to start writing goodbye notes that's right well she was stuck for 13 hours and a motorist spotted her waving the hairbrush at 4 p.m tuesday so it went from 3 a.m to 4 p.m yeah and that's when she 
someone spotted her waving the hairbrush. So whoever that was is very perceptive because that would be kind of difficult to spot. I mean, a hairbrush isn't a large object. Yeah, maybe it's because when roads are treacherous, you try you're you're more aware and alert. Right. You know, you're 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 looking around more, you're trying to be more aware of your if it was clear skies, they're just you drive absentmindedly, you don't really try to pay attention to what's going on. Right. So maybe that's part of it. But good for, I mean that's awesome that she survived, was rescued. I wonder what if she brought those letters if if those letters will become public of you know, those those personal final moments what she wanted to share with her family that's she said that her kids don't even want to see them and so she's keeping them she's just keeping them because maybe one day they'll want to see them she 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 must have grown kids yeah because if you're a kid you want to oh yeah would you yeah uh, would you what's that say how you feel about me (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's super interesting another story Boy, we really have stacked the deck in in favor of uh, stories about women. That's good. Our our a third story is a, a woman who worked for the same company for seventy five years. Am I reading that right? Seventy five years. Yeah. Wow. It's Bromberg and Company in Alabama. Another so, Alabama story. So that hundred year old lady was twenty five years. She was your age. When this woman started working for that company. That is true. Wow. And so Frances Moore is this woman's name, and she was hired as an 18-year-old to polish silver ahead of the holiday rush. And on the morning of her 75th anniversary working there, the company hosted a breakfast for her. They call her the most loyal employee. She says, I didn't think I'd live 75 years, let alone work for somebody for 75 years. Imagine... The turnover that she must have seen, how many CEOs, how many vice presidents, how many workers. I mean, she's clearly the the longest standing, the longest employed employee of this company. That's awesome. Right. So she's now 93 years old. And along the way during her employment, she worked her way up to management. And now she manages the company's extensive jewelry inventory. And now she's working just part time because she's 93, and she has no plans to stop. She did have a broken hip and knee surgery, but she says that she snaps back every time. <laughs> wow. So she seems pretty keen on keeping that work in going. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, talk about being an expert in your field. Right. You, as a company, you would want people who have 75 years of knowledge about your particular business, about your particular customer base. I mean, th- talk about a resource. Right. That's... She's like the jewelry master now. Yeah. After 75 years. That's amazing. And then finally, a story that you may have heard of because it's been national news. A man in Hamptons Roads, Virginia, I believe. Anyway, Virginia nonetheless. A man apparently, he's a homeless man, and apparently he put a, he put a call out or an advertisement out somehow for a family to take him in for Thanksgiving and a military family answered the call and are having him over for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, his name's Neil Scheidels. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> and he is a homeless man and he says he just doesn't have any family n- living nearby him. He says that he is lonely around 365 days a year, 
but Christmas and Thanksgiving are two of the worst days for him. And he says he just really misses having a family atmosphere around him on those days, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. It's the holiday season. You see people having jovial family experiences and yeah, you know, it would be a bummer. You know, it's, there is something that's kind of a bummer and maybe it doesn't even have to be because it's the holiday, but there is something kind of a bummer. You know, when, when I was, when I was in the Marine Corps, Jesse was a Marine, everybody. <laughs> there were several years that I spent, you know, it's a holiday. You're a younger kid. You don't have, you know, you don't have a kitchen to, to make dinner in. I mean, there's always the chow hall, but how, how, how lonely it is to eat your Thanksgiving dinner inside of a Subway restaurant. And I use the word Ooh. restaurant very liberally. Then. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bummer because, I mean, the streets are empty. No one's out, and you're, you know, you and the other lonely guy sitting across from you. You kind of wink at each other. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of a bummer, and it's nice that a family would do such a a hospitable thing by taking in a stranger, and also there's the stigma of him being homeless that it's just, it's very human. Right, and the couple, their name is Ashley and Corey Lamore, and they're going to drive and pick him up drive him back to their house for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And then drive him back to where he lives. I I believe it's a shelter. And when they decided to invite him over for Thanksgiving, they called him and apparently it was a very emotional phone call where the woman who's inviting him was crying and he was crying. And in the news package that we decided not to play because it's like four and a half minutes long. uh, He talks about how he had to end the phone call and have to get back to her. Because he was so overcome with emotion that he couldn't even talk. So he had to, I'll have to call you back. (laughs) Yeah, so he is ecstatic about having a family to spend Thanksgiving with. And they are also very much excited to have him. So that's just a very beautiful story. And in this article, they also talk about uh, just two other short stories of Thanksgiving kindness. And one is the NYPD officer in 2012 who saw a homeless man uh, spending a cold winter night without shoes. Mm -hmm. He was barefoot. I remember this. And so the police officer went and bought him a pair of sneakers and thermal socks and gave them to him. Yeah. And that's just awesome. Well, it's also, it's just, it, it was a nice, I mean, there's always, there's always negativity. There's always negative stories uh, that are circulating about police. Right. You know, we, are a part of that here even and on this show and it's very nice to have another story to talk about relative to the police that kind of juxtaposes the normal news right and it was heartwarming yeah because it's good to know foot warming too yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's good to know that there are good police officers out there yeah and then there was another story about an entrepreneur peter shankman And he decided to use all of his airline miles on others. He chose 25 people who couldn't afford to visit their families and gave them his miles so that they could travel to see their loved ones during the holiday. I know. That's a lot of miles to be able to give 25 people round trip tickets. Yeah. Wow. That's a guy who travels way too much for his job. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he just spends a lot of money on his credit cards and gains the miles. Right. He's... Probably just a combination of all that and also a mile hoarder. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) 
but he did good stuff with it, so that's nice. Yeah, for sure. So here we are. We're at the part in the show. We're going to play the clip of our listener submissions. We put a call out last week, the last couple of episodes, uh, for listeners to to call in or submit the an audio recording of the things for which they're thankful. And the response was awesome. And listen, if we didn't get to you, if you don't hear yourself because you submitted late, or it, it, we just got so many, we got so many, and we really appreciate the response. It's one thing I'm thankful for is that we have an audience that's so responsive and that we were able to to put this together. If you don't hear talk of the show, because most people were thankful for our show and thankful for us and different things about the show, I edited I edited both names out, and I also edited, for the most part, references to the show, because I didn't really want that to be what this is about. I, yeah. I really wanted to hear, especially once we started getting these flooding in, I really wanted it to be about the things that they were earnestly thankful for. Because, of course, the, I didn't want it to be this self-congratulatory kind of, a, oh, look at us, people are thankful for us. Right. <laughs> that's not what this was about. Yeah, that was not the purpose at all. But we appreciated those, those oh, things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we really enjoyed listening to everything that was submitted. It, it, it didn't go on, it didn't fall on deaf ears. We we just didn't want it to, because this, this already is a little a little longer than I had planned. But we got so many beautiful submissions. I was yeah. so shocked by so many of these. And well, I I cry when I listen to this. I'm yeah. being serious you, right you, now. You A couple different times. Yeah, I've heard it a couple <laughs> of times and I cry every time I listen to it. So, Well, I didn't know. I didn't know if it would be mostly jokey or funny or, or sincere or a mix of both. We and definitely got a mix of both. God, it was really good. Yeah. Really, really good. It's a good so, job, guys. Without further ado... Thankfulness, if you really think about it, can be an endless proposition. It only takes an honest examination of one's past that will always encompass an entire life. The English poet John Milton wrote of it, Gratitude bestows reverence, allowing us to encounter everyday epiphanies, those transcendent moments of awe that change forever how we experience life and the world. In participating in this, my personal gratitude goes to the person who asked me. I was given the opportunity to reflect on how well things actually are. I did. It came up with quite a list, as we all can and should. Mine starts like this. My three children. Their two children. My baby girl expecting her first child. The knowledge that they all understand far better than I did to come from love. The lesson I owe to the sweetest, most kind, and honest woman I was ever blessed with. To see that they are all thankful in words and deeds. That they give without expectation. That they are coming full circle and the circle is getting larger. For what I was given to get me to this point. For the feeling a kindness gives. For how things turned out. For hearing the appreciation for what I didn't think I really did. For the love I received in spite of myself. For forgiveness that goes unspoken. I finished as I started with something that some anonymous someone said. Life is an echo. What you send out comes back. What you reap, you sow. What you give, you get. What you see in others exists in you. 
Remember, life is an echo. It always gets back to you, so give goodness. And again, thank you for the opportunity for participating. Thank you for the perspective check this week with your gratitude challenge. It started out rough for me on Monday when a car slipped on ice and slammed into mine only to find out that it was an uninsured driver. So I was tail spinning into a negative attitude about a lack of integrity and people doing what's right. I'd like to adjust my attitude by shifting my perspective that the only reason I was in my car that day is to drive my toasty sea warmered butt to the grocery store where I was going to grab a basket and walk around ridiculously stocked shelves piling up every kind of food you can imagine where I would take it to the counter to just swipe my debit card while someone bagged it for me so that I could more easily carry it back to my car. Upon arriving back home to my heated in the winter and cool in the summer home with a nice sturdy roof that keeps me dry 365 days a year, much to the delight of the two teenagers that I am currently raising, who are smart, funny, generous, and kind people. Pair that with a loving husband who also works hard to make our lives lovely, is kind, generous, and very in love with me. And I get to share those three people every day that I get to wake up and do it all again. So mostly what I am grateful for this holiday season is that my problems are so first world and that I am grateful that the things that go wrong in my life are just things. I am extremely thankful that I live in a country that still promotes the idea of critical thinking. I love the fact that we are free to research the information we want and uh, draw our own conclusions. And I love that fact. I also am very thankful for the grace of friends, the things that I don't necessarily deserve. That's what I define as grace. Uh, but they come my way nonetheless, and they usually come my way through the generosity of friends or undisclosed sources and surprises. I am so thankful for the grace that uh, is showered upon me. I am thankful also for the fact that there were wonderful people in my life that continually inspire me. I'm particularly inspired by uh, my goddaughters, both of them. I am very much inspired by the drive that one of my goddaughters has demonstrated in her pursuit for uh, higher things and the way she aspires to live her dream. I just am in awe of that and am thankful so much that I have been able to uh, bear witness to it and be a small part of it. I'm thankful for the many things, including the uh, genuine people that have touched her life and have uh, have made it move in the direction that she so wants. I'm thankful for, you know, friends, family, 
this time of year brings everybody a little bit closer together, and I like that. Um, doesn't have to be religious or about the nature of the holiday that or the circumstances that it was created under initially, but I like that everybody still comes together. Uh, yeah, just a happier time of year. What I'm thankful for in my 40s looks way different than what I was thankful for in my 20s. No longer do I care about shots of tequila, new shoes, perfect nails, hot guys, or bong hits. I don't care if you like me or if I'm making a good first impression. I don't care that I'm not thin and I'm not impressed with your nice car. I'm no longer embarrassed that I've never married and I no longer feel that I've let my gender down by not having children. No longer do I care about fitting in. I now find myself grateful for the fact that one of my parents is still alive. I'm grateful for a few select friendships. I'm gatefully employed and for that, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for my health, such as it is, and for family. Comfortable shoes are at the top of my priority list, as well as a good book, a glass of wine, and a good night's sleep. Yeah, my priorities have changed, and for that I'm thankful. In addition to being thankful for my lovely wife, Allison, uh, I'm also thankful for my new job, and not for the reasons you know, that you would normally suspect, but because I am afforded way less privacy and it has gotten me away from the pit of despair that is social media. I feel a million times better getting away from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything else. It is amazing how much people overshare and now I don't have to be subject to that. And it's, it's a crazy feeling, but there are actually good things going on around me that aren't on the Internet. And I'm thankful for all of those things. And uh, um, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I look forward to the rest of the year. And thank you very much. Have a good one. I try to identify things in my life that I'm blessed with on a daily basis. But right now with Thanksgiving just around the corner, there's one thing that always comes to mind when I'm asked what I'm thankful for. Of course, I'm thankful for my friends and family and a job and a roof over my head. But what I'm truly blessed with is the overwhelming love and support that I receive on a daily basis from the people closest to me. I mean, I have struggles like everybody else, but no matter how low things get, there's always a small army of people at my back willing to fight fiercely for my well-being. And I've been the recipient of immeasurable kindness and I only hope that one day I get an opportunity to pay it back. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Naturally, I am extremely thankful for my wonderful husband, thankful for my new car, which gets me to work safely every day, and for my job stability and security. I'm thankful for my little Scottish Terrier, who I come home to every day and don't know what I would do without. I am thankful for the city in which I live, Boston, because I love it so much. I am thankful for my mother-in-law. Not everyone has an incredible mother-in-law. And I have an angel for a mother-in-law. I am extremely thankful for her.
Oh, there is one more thing. Did they say civility? I'm thankful that we still cherish civility and that uh, civility still rules. Um, that's something I really like about America. We have sort of a live and let live attitude, and I'm so thankful that spirit still is alive. Uh, best to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. This year for Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for my friends and family, and most importantly, I'm thankful for my beautiful baby boy. He's six months old, and he's my whole world. I would also like to add that I'm thankful that I'm not pregnant this year, and I can have as much champagne and wine as I want. Happy Thanksgiving, Jesse and Brittany. Things I'm thankful for 2014. Smoked oysters, NASCAR, the truth meaner test, people who whine about the personal trials on Facebook, food babe quote science, geologists that think they are scientists, the Empire State Building getting engaged on skyscraper observation decks, winter weddings, honeybees, President Obama's gas prices, being socially liberal and fiscally conservative. The number 73, Trader Joe's Mirapaw, Trader Joe's Pumpkin Products, anything Trader Joe's, The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, Chemtrails, Nanophysics, any team that beats Boise State the first game of the season, Touchdown Jesus, literally versus figuratively, people who research before they post on social media, Democrat Doom and Gloom, Republican Doom and Gloom, any website with liberal or conservative in its title, the Percolators, Lindsay Lohan, any hot sauce that contains a psychological diagnosis in the name, NASA, Isaac Newton, Carl Frederick Gauss, Richard Feynman, The Manhattan Project, and finally, A Brief History in Time. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This Thanksgiving, this American Thanksgiving, I am thankful that... My cat will be my friend no matter what I say. My friends forget my rants, at least enough to stay. And my family doesn't listen to me anyway. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys and yours and all of your listeners. Have fun at the dinner table with all of your families. Because <laughs> we all know that's a blessing in disguise. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Families are great. Kinda. Really, really good. Thank you so much for all of that. We're we're touched. We're touched by it. And you know, the other thing, it was a little longer than I'd kind of planned, if if that's right. Um, but once we started getting them, I realized it was important for me even to hear to listen to the things that other people are thankful for. Right. Because I'm. There's a lot of things that, that I'm thankful for and that you're thankful for, and we're going to get to those here in a minute, but it was listening to the things other people are thankful for. It reminds you of the things that you forget that you're also thankful for, I think. Right. At, at least that was my that was my the situation with me. Well, in every new story that you hear, you get a new perspective. So, yeah, yeah. And there were so many different stories about 
you know, the car accident and kind of changing your perspective on that. And we all run into difficult times and kind of taking a moment just to have a thankful perspective for what our life is. I think that's important. Well, I think being thankful for the little things like the 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 listener who talked about the grocery store and the car accident right. prior that week. That That's the little things like going to the grocery store. Those are giant things. They, right. They're, they're so inconsequential to us. But someone who doesn't live with the wealth and abundance that you'd have in the developed world, it may seem really small and insignificant. Now, why are you thankful for that? That's so in, in, insignificant. But it's not insignificant to many, many millions of people. Right. Not at all. I mean, we have access to Aquafina. <laughs> we definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I just, I hope that touched uh, the rest of you out there like it did Brittany and I. It definitely touched me. So what about you? What are you, well, let's wrap this up with kind of what we're, what we're thankful for. Okay. I'm not going to take too much time. So the first thing I would like to say I'm thankful for is education. Yeah. And that's because over, I don't know, the last decade, I guess, I've just changed so much. And I look back on things I used to say or things I used to believe. And I'm, I'm very embarrassed, quite frankly. Yeah. And the only reason I'm embarrassed and I feel lucky to be embarrassed is because I, I came out of certain beliefs. And the only reason I came out of them is because of education. And I now know the value of research and data and all of these things because of my education. And I, I know the importance of developing a sound opinion based on evidence and things like that rather than just spontaneous thoughts that occur in my head or right. that I've heard from my parents sure. or that are just traditional. And I, I really am thankful for that. Then I'm also thankful for the passage of time, which I know seems weird. But the holidays season has always been difficult for me coming from a chaotic family system and not really having good holiday memories. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, I, I made friends that are my family and I created kind of my own family system. Sure. And that has made the holidays not hurt so much or feel as terrible. Yeah. And then... I am trying not to get emotional, but I am. <laughs> it's totally okay. So everyone can know uh, what a crying person I am. <laughs> I cry at basically everything. Um, and then I'm particularly thankful for my friends who are my family, like I said. Uh, my best friend is my hero and the best person I've ever known. And I, I'm just lucky to know her. And then also my godfather, who has been um, one of the few constants in my life since I was in seventh grade. Um, so those those things I'm thankful for. That's it's good. It's going <clears> to <throat> make mine uh, tough. I, this year, as always, am thankful for my meaningful immeasurably meaningful lifelong friendships and even when things are terse or things are tense and not perfect in the relationships um i know i can rely on those people um it's it's i think it's rare to have best friends a tight-knit group of best friends that lasts decades long and i'm going on three decades 
with the particular group of friends that I'm talking about, but there are others. It's I've got core groups of friends from each little fragment or segment of my life, and I am words don't describe the the, the level of appreciation and love that I have for them. Um, they you know who you are and you mean the absolute world to me. Um, secondly, I'm um, I'm thankful for love. I'm thankful for the opportunity to experience the most intangibly tangible, if that makes any sense, emotion or feeling or presence and relationship between two people um, of all. I'm very appreciative that when I'm at my most unlovable, I'm still loved. That means... It means everything to me because it's it's not all sweet sweetness and lights with any relationship, and uh, I'm I'm aware <laughs> of that fact that I'm I'm not always lovable, but I'm always loved. And then lastly, even though we didn't want to make this about the show, I am certainly thankful for our audience that there is uh, there are ears out there listening. I'm thankful for people who aren't afraid to feel uncomfortable. It's uh this is a this is a show where having the views that I have and you can segment me into a certain group that I'm this or that which usually leads people to not believe certain things and I have a cadre of different things that I believe that are divergent from the particular groups that I might be pigeonholed in. And I'm thankful that we are building an audience that we have not only built and maintained, but we are growing rapidly a show that is filled with people who don't want to exist in this sanitary echo chamber. People who are, are opposed to living free, free of ideas that are dissenting. And I think it's very important. And I'm also, I'm just, I'm just, Overall, very, very thankful that we have found a niche and people are telling people and people are finding us by whatever means. And we are hopefully moving the conversation forward, discussing tough topics and and hopefully slowly making the world a better place. That was good. So that's good. I'm glad that I'm also glad that we both have things to be thankful for. Right. You know, I, I guess. The strength of the human spirit, whether you have a lot or have a little, there's always things to find to be thankful for. And I'm just thankful that we have a lot to be thankful for. So so that's it. That is the American <laughs> Thanksgiving episode or the, the episode worldwide for people to reflect on the things for which they uh, they do. They do have thanks. And we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming Oh, yeah, it's been very tough, especially this week, to not address the stuff that's going on. I've wanted to make many snarky comments like I usually do, <laughs> and it's been very hard. I think you did well. Okay, good. So, listen, again, we love you. We're thankful for you. And I hope everyone has, whether you're celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday tomorrow or you're not because you're international or or whatever... Um, we're thankful for you. 
and we hope that we struck a chord with you this day to think about the things for which you're thankful. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this is I Doubt It. (laughs) 